found fire. Yes, I'm on a plan. And now, suddenly, things are a little bit more uncertain. You've tuned into the Art of Money Saving podcast. My name is Joshua, and this is the place where you can come on Wednesdays to hear inspiring financial stories from everyday normal people just like you and just like me. Now, it's been a little bit of a while since our last podcast episode, but I'm thrilled to be back. Things got busy, life happens, but I hope that you will enjoy this solo podcast episode. Now, a lot has happened, particularly in the last week in the United Kingdom. I'm not sure about you, but my news feed, my Reddit feed, my Facebook feed has been bombarded with such pessimism, fear, uncertainty, and people are are really starting to feel that. And look, there have been many other podcasts that comment on the, the specifics of what's going on, the, the tax, cuts, tax cuts that Liz Truss has, has announced. But in this podcast episode, what I wanted to do was to to look at what's been going on, what the things that I've been seeing in the, the FIRE community, some of the things that have surprised me, the responses that surprised me. And what I've been thinking about and, and, and trying to figure out in the last four weeks my, myself, I've, I think that these two things go very well together. So I hope you'll be able to take something away from this podcast. And without further delay, let's get straight to it. None of the information in this podcast constitutes its financial advice, and please seek your own independent financial advice. So to fuel today's conversation, I've taken some Reddit posts, and I'm going to use these as examples and talking points. So the first one says, dropping pound, what would you do? As per the title, given that the pound almost reached parity with the US dollar, what is the best approach to protect your assets, hedge against, or invest in this climate? I was told that gold is the way to go, but was hoping for more insights from fellow Redditors. Happy discussing. There's always going to be something that's that's around the corner that's that's going to, to scare us. And the the media have been doing a, a really, really, really good job of that. That I think um, f- filling us with 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 fear. Now, some of that fear is certainly justified and uh, i certainly don't agree with with all of the the latest announcements but what about gold as as this writer has suggested there have been some other suggestions as well maybe we need to stop investing in the in the us dollar or these index funds for the time being and and wait until things recover and my first reaction to this is that Every single word of of this post is I I feel based entirely on emotion and by fear, and I've written down in my notes here. Point number one is a financial plan. I've spoken about this for a long time. You should have a financial plan that you can sum up in a few sentences. You could write it down, and it should be no more than one page, for example. And if this financial plan, my financial plan, for example, includes a a direct debit, it says that I invest every single month. I have an automated direct debit that goes into an index fund and, and that's it. 
it takes all of the emotion out of the situation because yeah that the news is is full of this fear and at the moment i'll be getting a lot less for, for my money should i stop investing for that reason well my financial plan doesn't say that i should do that it doesn't say that i should stop investing because i'm worried or because i'm scared or because of uh, circumstances have have changed and that's why i will always advocate advocate for a really simple and clear financial plan i was speaking to a, a colleague at a, a, an opera house who was talking about being on stage and being on the stage you see how people cope with fear and anxiety performance anxiety performance nerves and some people just stride up onto the stage and they just take it in their stride and others are far more nervous but it's it's a mental game performing you and you go through stages in your career perhaps in in one season of life it's very easy and then all of a sudden things things are more difficult you're doubting yourself you're doubting your ability you're doubting your your instincts and so this colleague told me about something called strategic pessimism which is not something that i've i've ever heard of and we started comparing notes a, a little bit and it it reminded me of the fire community because he said on one hand you have these very very overly optimistic people who it's the dare i say it the classic american mentality the, the american dream mentality where if you put your mind to something you can achieve anything and i've always liked this attitude because i think if you fixate on a goal and if you move towards a goal and have certainty of that goal just like a financial plan you know where you stand with that you can take actionable steps you can move towards this goal but what this colleague said to me is that that doesn't always work yes there may be a, a small group of people that just have that ability to make those things happen but for a lot of people it, they can't quite pull it off and the the way the drop down is sometimes quite quite difficult and maybe they, they they feel like they failed or they get a little bit depressed and and so it feels unattainable until they get that energy and enthusiasm to try the next thing and then they're optimistic about that thing and i i see that in the fire community i see people saying that i have a plan I'm optimistic if I stick to that plan it's all going to go well we we can I can make this happen I can control what I can control let's go for it go for it go for it and I think that the, the announcement from the the government this week for those people striving for that optimism I've found fire yes I'm on a plan and now suddenly things are a little bit more uncertain and we go oh my gosh okay actually the numbers that are crunched it's not going to work anymore what am i going to do and doubt has come into the game so strategic pessimism <laughs> is a little bit different it uh, look I, i'm really hoping that i can find some more, more resources about, about this because i haven't been able to find that many so if you do know any any books podcasts on this topic please 
do email me, theartofmoneysaving at gmail.com. But from my understanding, strategic pessimism isn't necessarily about being overly pessimistic. It's about two points. Firstly, about your thoughts, and secondly, about your actions. So, in this case of the government announcement, what are our thoughts? So, for our Redditor, the thoughts are are fear, the thoughts are uncertainty. Perhaps they're they're tuning into the news. They're seeing that the the, the pound is is tanking, and that therefore fills them with with doubt that these thoughtful um, doubtful thoughts. And then, second of all, this post goes to show that they are then looking for actions that they can fulfill in order to take away those those doubts. And therefore, strategic pessimism, we want to control those thoughts. So rather than saying, oh my gosh, everything is going wrong, what we want to do is reframe those thoughts and ask ourselves, what are those thoughts that I'm that I'm having? And I I think this is something that's working well in my own financial plan, which is why I share it with you today. I'm not immune to the news, but what I can say is that all of this information that that has been going on in the news does not change my financial plan, and I can realize my thoughts come in i go oh yeah okay i i'm i'm swayed by the, someone on reddit will write something very coherent and very intelligent i think well that actually i haven't thought about that maybe they're right you know, maybe i should stop investing for the time being and wait for the pound to recover because that's I, i'm better off like that but strategic pessimism suggests that i i'm not looking for the perfect solution. I'm not looking for everything to be just right. And I'm not being the optimist either. I'm not looking to to perfect every single thing. I'm looking to stick to my financial plan. And that is something that I I can do. I can control my thoughts when it comes to my financial plan. So I'm not going to change my financial plan due to emotions. There can become times where Maybe I will need to alter my financial plan, but I certainly won't be altering it due to emotion. So control your thoughts. And by controlling your thoughts, you'll also be able to control your actions. But also framing this whole situation from the government, if you're controlling your thoughts, what about your actions? Can you control the actions of the government? No, probably not. You can use your vote, and that's very important. But at the moment, there's not much that, that you can do about that. Not in in this next week. And uh, investing in gold, well, that's not something that, that, that I'll be considering. And I, I don't think that it'll be a constructive thing to do either. So I hope that's that's helpful for you. And remember, this week, when consuming all of this... <laughs> negative news because it's not going to stop I, I assure you think about your thoughts and think about your actions the coaching conversation
2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Now on to our second Reddit post, and it's titled, Convince Me It Gets Better. I live very frugally, and I'm able to invest £1,000 a month in an index fund, and my first milestone in mind is £50,000. So far, I have 12000 invested, and it feels like it's taking forever to get to 50 k It feels like progress is dragging, and because the market isn't going up, I'm yet to see any real growth on my investment so far. After year one, I'm still not in profit. I'm not majorly underwater either. I'm just hovering around break-even all the time. Price goes up, price goes down, but my investment remains stagnant. How much did you have invested before you really started to notice any real growth? I'd love to see the market go up by 1% and my investment to grow by £1,000 or something like that, but that would require £100,000 invested, which I'm almost a decade away from. For those of you who crossed the £100,000 mark, how many years did it take? So, my first take from from this post first of all is it sounds like this this person doesn't really enjoy the experience so far and i i think this is a really really important and distinguishing factor from uh, our, our friends in the in the US compared to the UK so because fire was was created and 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 designed almost in the United States they have the capacity to earn at what we would call abnormally large salaries. And if you're in one of those highly skilled, highly paid jobs, you can build your cash really, really quickly and fire within a matter of, of years, between two and five years in in most cases that I, I hear when I tune into these US podcasts. But that's just not the case in, in the UK, that the situation is different. And therefore, there, there needs to be a, a balanced mindset. So first of all, the first sentence, he says, I live very frugally. And as it goes on, it sounds like by living frugally that, that, that this person really, really doesn't enjoy living in frugally. So to invest £1,000 a month is a fantastic milestone. That's something to be absolutely celebrated and that is not an insignificant amount of of money if you were to continue doing that consistently over a number of years you're really going to start to make some excellent headway with your investment strategy but it doesn't sound like it's enough and and why why is that i think it we have to go to the these these financial issues are often driven by other emotional questions and it sounds like the the person isn't happy with with either the the, the lifestyle that they're living or, or the job that they're in or the relationship that, that they're in and that is therefore affecting their their fire plan 
And it's an easy thing to say, isn't it? Find a job that you love. Find something that, that means a lot to you. Well, what happens if you can't do that? What happens if you, you're in a job, you don't really like it, but you're able to put that £1,000 in into investments? I I think there's there is something to to fiddle with you to to tinker around with I I don't know this person's circumstances but something that this isn't a financial problem interestingly I don't think at all it's it's a lifestyle problem it's a it's a job problem it has nothing to do with your excellent savings rate a thousand pounds a month is is awesome it's really really great and you are comparing yourself after hearing stories from other people or seeing other people's lifestyles that that bother you this happens man it, it, and it's it, and it's hard to identify so let's look at some of the answers because i think that that could really help provoke this discussion even more a few other ways to think about it they said remember that the market falling early on in your journey is what exactly you should paradoxically Ooh, that's a long word, paradoxically, want at this stage. It's going up and down. Just That's just how it works. Do you want to see a big percentage drop when you have 12K or, or do you want to see that when you have 120K? Really excellent response. And this is something that I hear from, from people like uh, Warren Buffett, you know, that during times of, of uncertainty, it's like that, that quote, you know, you don't know who's skinny tipping until the tide's gone in. And... What I'm starting to see is a trend on these, uh, the, the newbies, I, I want to say, from the from the FIRE groups, is that they're wanting to, to cut corners a little bit and to, to find the, the shortcut solution. And Jim Collins gets this so right through personal experience. And he, he very candidly says, look, this, these were the mistakes that I made and I'm not going to make them again. So here's the warning don't make the same mistakes that I did. And we, we're living through a period that sounds quite similar to the the experiences that he described of not, well, no, the interest rates are nowhere near as, as high as what, what he experienced. But that, that panic in the market, the uncertainty, the people are saying recession and a lot of uncertainty. But this Redditor is, is right. In 10 years' time, in 15 or 20 years' time, will we look back at this period and say, actually, that was a really good time to stay disciplined in my financial plan and keep making those contributions? What a fantastic response from this very wise Redditor. Number two, they say, break down your milestones. Working towards FI isn't entirely binary. You have 12K now and live frugally. That already buys you several months of total freedom. It's a good point. I listened to a podcast myself yesterday on the topic of FU money, and uh, it, that really opened my eyes as well. In that, having that money doesn't have to mean one thing. So it doesn't mean that you have to uh, leave your job right away. It could mean that you take a month off or uh, do another training course in something else or just give yourself that that something that you you need 12k is a lot of money sounds like you've been doing this for a year and maybe you need to scale down your your savings rate maybe you need to 
just give yourself a little bit of money to have fun and to enjoy life, to go out for a couple of meals or go to the cinema or, or something like that. And that, that balance is crucially important to find. And 200 quid could do it. 100 quid could do it. You don't know. Okay, point number three. As you're invested in the most vanilla, sensible thing, remember that we, and the most of the UK, via almost inevitable world tracker pension funds, are going for the same rather underwhelming spell. You just need to keep buying and look to the long term. You're going to want to be one of those people, aren't you? There's When we have a recession, think back to 2008, and there would have been some savvy person that bought real estate or invested thousands in the stock market and you go oh wow yeah now they've got this this wealth well you have the opportunity to create your financial plan to be one of those fiscally responsible people it's up to you what your thoughts are and what your actions are so stick to your guns whatever those are and 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 make it happen so one final question for us to finish off this episode it says hey all i have a lump sum of money and i'm looking to invest it i know people say never to time the market but (laughs) critical word here but does anyone have an opinion on whether they would invest the money instantly all at once or break it into six to twelve even chunks and invest in the year it'll go into my usual stocks and shares isa Look, really interesting question, and it completely depends on the individual. I had this question myself when I was investing a lump sum, and I can remember a particular Redditor replying to me and being really direct and to the point, and that's what I'm going to do in this case. Lump sum it. (laughs) Because in periods like this, even... look. First of all, I would lump sum it. So you st- you have an amount of money. You can't control what the market does. You can control your thoughts and your actions. And as we look back in the data, we, we realize that actually putting in a lump sum makes us better off. So if it makes you feel emotionally better and more in control to drip feed it into the market, okay, be my guest, but be Again, financial plan. Be absolutely, critically certain. What are the dates? When is that money going into the market? If it is going in on the 1st of January, the 1st of January comes and the market is tanking, you have to put that money in. <laughs> yeah? It's just just the way way that it goes, yeah? And, and that's why I think that drip-feeding into the money is, is... Drip-feeding your money into the market is not a good idea because you end up going round in circles with, with your emotions. So if you're going to drip feed money into the market now, with, oh, oh, Liz Trust and the government, there's going to be a thousand things that are going to want you to stop investing that money. And if you invest it immediately into the market, the, the deal is done. And as a fiscally responsible investor, you know that the, the value of your portfolio can go down and it can go up and that is just part and parcel of the the investing journey now i've of course i've simplified that not knowing someone's circumstances but if i were to receive one hundred thousand pounds today what would i do i would stick it all in straight away no questions asked and i say that as someone that knows 
that I probably would want to drop drop trip to drip feed it into the market as well because I'm a human. I have emotions. That's how it goes. But we have to be extremely careful with these things and to know that our behavior, our minds and our thoughts don't always lead us to the most logical conclusion. So I hope that this this podcast today was was a somewhat of an encouragement because I was hearing such negativity everywhere and there are some serious things happening in the country right now don't get me wrong and uh, it it's it going to be pretty choppy but again back to strategic pessimism recommendations needed for for further resources control your thoughts control your actions come up with a financial plan and stick to it find ways to make this work this is the art of money saving the place where you can come on wednesdays to hear inspiring financial stories from everyday normal people just like you and just like me see you next time ciao do you have a unique or exciting personal finance story to share with a broader audience? If so, then do write to me, theartofmoneysaving at gmail.com to join the waiting list. It would be a real pleasure to hear from you and to share your personal finance story with a global audience. None of the information in this podcast constitutes as financial advice and although I did talk about investing, please make sure that you seek your own independent financial advice before making any specific investment decisions.